Hey, it's Scott Orn of Cruise Consulting, and welcome to another episode of Founders and Friends. And before we start the podcast, let's give a quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the new cool payroll tool that we see a lot of startups using. Rippling is great for your traditional HR and payroll. They integrate very nicely. But guess what? They did another thing. They integrate into your IT infrastructure. They make it really easy for when you hire someone to spin up all the web services and their computer, which sounds kind of like not a huge deal. But actually, we did the study at Cruise. We spend $420 on average just getting a new employee's computer up and running and their web service up and running. It's actually a really big deal. It saves a lot of money. And the dogs are eating the dog food. Like We see a lot of startups coming in to Cruise now using Rippling. So please check out Rippling. Great service. We love it. I think we have a podcast with Parker Conrad. You can hear it from his own words, but we're seeing them take market share. So shout out to Rippling. And now to another awesome podcast at Cruise Consulting's Founders and Friends. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Olm. Welcome to Founders and Friends podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Taylor Matthews from Farther. Welcome, Taylor. Oh, thanks, Scott. Glad to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So I'm a huge fan of Farther. You're a cruise client. When you became a client right when you were kind of getting off the ground. But maybe you can kind of retrace your career a little bit and tell everyone how you had the idea for Farther and, and give a little update on Farther. Yeah, happy to. So uh, my, my career is somewhat atypical, I guess. I started off just way back there. Uh, I was a philosophy major in, in college. And, and like all good philosophy majors, I uh, d- decided to go straight into investment banking. <laughs> uh, a pretty natural step. I was actually going to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, but it really was a, a fantastic experience in, in the sense that it gave me kind of the, the foundational tools to, you know, it, for, for finance. Um, and I've kind of stuck with finance or technology from, from then on. You know, the financial crisis claimed that bank, but I, I then transitioned over to uh, strategy consulting at Fidelity. Really got a, a you know, fantastic overview of, of personal finance there, kind of every aspect of it that, uh, you know, from brokerage to, uh, to asset management. And then went to business school at MIT, uh, where I launched a wildly different business than farther, a uh, distribution company in southern India called SMART. And then um, use management consulting as a stepping stone to come on back. But for the last five years or so, I've been in the fintech space. Uh, most recently at, at Forest All, where I led account management and helped grow the uh, that company to about a billion dollars in assets. That's right. That's our and Forest All is our four hundred one k provider. They've done an excellent job. Shout out to Forest All. So that's amazing. And you, you and I are about the same age. I think not too. I'm not too much older than you, but we've kind of seen the same ups and downs in fintech, but also seen like all the opportunities for just development and new stuff and new things coming out. Like, was there something, you know, in the last 10 years that like made you think that farther, well, first of all, maybe explain what farther is before we get too ahead of things. (laughs) And then talk about some of the catalysts. Yeah. So, so in in a nutshell, farther is, is a wealth management firm that uses modern technology uh, to uh, kind of pull that, that experience, that really high class experience that you might expect from a private banker. You know, we're, laser focused on professionals in that asset accumulation phase of their life. And we're building tools to, uh, to really help them uh, get farther faster. And, you know, it, when, you, when you think about what the, you know, how the fintech landscape has changed, you know, there's 
so many different directions you can go there. But from a, a wealth tech perspective, um, I think the biggest biggest change is just how democratized the the experience of investing has become. And you have um, you know starting you know way back in in the you know late uh, late two thousands early early teens. Uh, you had folks like Betterment and Wealthfront come along. You had, you know, really great, great tools like like Robinhood come along more recently to democratize the uh, the kind of brokerage process and and eliminate some fees that I think were challenging for for uh, folks who were just getting started. And you've seen this, you know, maybe more recently in the last five years or so, this kind of influx of new fintech entrants that are, you know, like Acorns, Digits, and Stashes that are really bringing investing to you know many more people. You know that I think is a is a fantastic trend, and and one that we're you know, kind of building on top of. Where where we come in is we saw that there were all these really great tools for people who are just starting out, but we didn't see so many tools for people who are kind of entering that that place in their life where things are a little more complex, where they had you know private stock or or equity compensation that they needed to to handle, or they were starting to have kids and get married and and deal with all of the other different financial products that were out there. That's where an actual human can be a little bit more helpful. I totally agree. And you're right about all these innovations that have led to this moment in time. And one of the reasons I love what you guys are doing is I see a lot of, this is a little selfish here, but I see a lot of crews in what you're doing in that we we're kind of taking that like advisory aspect and building processes, building technology for startup startups founders, right? That's really our customer base. We're, you're doing like the exact same thing for you know young professionals, people who have some money but are, as you said, in that accumulation phase. And I love it because it's always like I would probably put myself in that stage where like I've never had enough money that where someone was like really interested in managing my money, right? It was never like a good like the, the advisors never were interested, right? Like I would love that advice, but they, they I, I wasn't a good value prop for them. Like they weren't going to make money on me. Whereas like you're, what you've been able to do with technology and automation is you're making like, the, you're opening up the world for people like me. And even I'm 43, but there's a bunch of 25 year olds out there that should be signing up for farther, you know, to start this journey 18 years younger than I am, you know, I just, I just really believe in what you're doing. Like the market opportunity is there. The, the sooner you can get started, the better for sure. And, and the, I think part of the reason that, you know, this opportunity presents itself is the, the way that the asset management industry is, is structured. So historically, the reason that you're not getting calls all the time is because you really can only handle in a traditional wealth management practice, you can really only handle about a hundred clients. And your job as a financial advisor, it's a sales job. It's not actually investment advice. It is a sales job. And your goal is to bring on, you know, roughly 10% of your book and cut the bottom 10% of your book each, each year. So that means that like, unless you're in your first three years or so, you're not going to try and focus on anybody that doesn't have a couple million dollars in it yep. that you can manage because it's just not worth your time. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so like, and that I hadn't thought about the cutting aspect, but you're totally right. Like the, the little guys and little ladies get pushed out and cause it's like, Oh, I want the $10 million client. Cause that's going to make my total assets managed way more attractive. And the fee structure on those is way more attractive 
So you just, like little guys just don't get attention yeah. is basically what you're saying. And, and, you know, if you do find yourself in that position where like you were one of those early signups, you know, some firms handle this really well and, and they'll pass you yeah. off to, you know, somebody new who's coming up the ranks, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, some firms will just, or advisors will keep you in their books, just not talk to you. And that's where, <laughs> that's where, you know, things are probably up you know, not too bad until the market takes a downturn. And then all of a sudden you're trying to get somebody on the phone. That's, that's just not interested in, in dealing with you when their bigger clients are at stake. Totally. Totally. That's really amazing. Well, maybe talk about some of the automation and some of the technology that you brought to this market. Absolutely. So, you know, we're, we're very, we very much believe that, you know, where you can lean on technology, you want to. Uh, and I, I think, you know, Cruise is a, is a good example of that too, where like, you know, when, when we came on board, we had to uh, set up, you know, some you know, certain uh, technology solutions to make your, your life easier, but also to bring down the cost. So anyway, that's, that's kind of uh, how we look at things where, you know, we don't want a, an operations person to do, to do work that a computer can do. Totally. So, uh, you know, that starts for us from the very beginning. Uh, when, when you sign up for Farther, one of the, you know, one of the choices you have to make uh, if you want to is you can choose to uh, activate a, a kind of cash management solution, which we call the optimized solution, that will allow you to set a floor in your bank account and sweep anything over that floor in. Mm. So you don't actually have to Pay, pay attention. It's not like a recurring uh, deposit that's, you know, you usually lowball because, you know, you don't want to run out of cash. Um, this is, you know, you always will have however much you set in your bank account, anything else will actually earn, earn some money for you. It's such a great, that's such a great point. And it's hit home for me real quick because just like the other day I was looking at my bank account and I happily had like an extra $10,000 from some debt repayments and things like that, that I invested in that I forgot about that were just sitting in my bank account. And I sat there and I was like, I wonder how long they've been in here. And I probably could have been earning like 10% annually in the stock market. Now I know that's not like a normal stock market average, but like, I was like, oh, I probably cost myself a thousand dollars just by not putting this in like a Schwab, you know, S and P index. Like, you know, like it was like one of those moments. So like this active sweep, it sounds simple, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and you know, you'd be surprised at what, you know, just how much cash folks keep in their, in their bank accounts, not because they intend for it to be in there, but just pure inertia. Totally. So we're trying to help with that, you know, from the get go. And then once, once cash does come over to the farther platform, we'll, um, we, we have what we call the cash waterfall. So we'll, we'll waterfall that new money across all of the accounts that you set up. So let's say you had an emergency fund, an IRA, uh, you're saving for a home, all three of those accounts, there's kind of an order that you want to go in there from an you know, optimized, you know, at least tax optimized solution. We can drop it in there and fill up each bucket in turn so that you're always getting to that, um, you know, always taking full advantage of tax advantaged accounts. It feels like you kind of relieve the cognitive load a little bit too, right? Like I don't have to think about transferring one, one or 25% of in this account and 36% in this other account and that kind of thing. It just like drops in and it gets spread evenly. That's right. So, it, it, and that was kind of the problem that, you know, honestly, this was a problem I solved for myself because I found it frustrating to, to make sure that I had maxed out my IRA every year, Yeah, you know, to consistently follow up on those things that you know you ought to do. But yeah, take time and, and, you know, and mental resources to do that. 
And then, you know, I, I kind of mentioned you can save for a home. So in those goal-based accounts, we also have a, uh, a bit of automation for adjusting your portfolio over time so that it might start off, let's say you're saving for a house in 10 years, five years, whatever it is, it might start off in a more aggressive portfolio and then ratchets back that risk as you get closer and closer to that goal. So you're earning as much as is prudent along the way, but your cash is going to be there when you actually need to write a check. That's so smart. And the other thing I think that's super cool about Farther is you're like, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, but the the advisor so there's like this tech layer but there's also this advisor layer of like real professional advisors and i we were talking about someone that you had been on board for a while but it was like ex goldman sachs money manager person like you're not just kind of using tech and then hoping to kind of get by with the not super experienced people like you, you're hiring really excellent advisors, you can make the math work because you can make them so scalable, right? That's exactly right. So we've kind of built from from the ground up a, a brand new you know, wealth management company. And when you do that, and when everything, all of those operational tasks are API driven, everything is, from an operations perspective, is very automated. That means that you can allow those, those operations folks, those relationship managers to focus on what they do best and hire you know, very high quality people uh, to, to work across your, your client base. And that's what we've done. Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting. And before we get back to the podcast, quick shout out to ChartHop. ChartHop is one of my favorite new SaaS tools on the market. And basically what ChartHop does is it puts your org chart in the cloud. And I always like to say, like, it brings transparency to your organization. And so, you know, everyone in your organization can see who they report to. They can see the full org chart of the company and how their group relates to, to other groups. It also has a lot of information on the individuals in the company. And so you can click on the chart out profile and just get like where people live, their experience, you know, Slack handles, all this kind of stuff. And it's just a really great tool. The other thing is chart has started doing some cool stuff around compensation and budgeting planning. And so you can actually start seeing like what the cost structure of the company will look like during certain kind of scenarios. So I'm loving ChartHop. Check it out, ChartHop.com. We use it at Cruise, really like it, and I can't recommend it enough. All right, back to the podcast. So what's the average, like what are the entry points to farther? Like when do, are they 25 year olds? Are they 30 year olds, 40 year olds? Is it all the above? Like who, who who's listening to this podcast should be thinking about reaching out? Well, so, so I, I would love to say that we're, you know, we're for everybody. And I think that we, we do have a solution for everybody, but we're really focused on professionals that are in that asset accumulation phase of their life. So uh, I, I think the bulk of our clients, they tend to be in that 35 to maybe 50 year old range. They're at that point where they're entering or have entered their peak earning years. They're generating more cash. That's where you know a lot of those cash management features can really, they're, they're just extra powerful there. We also tend to, uh, to find clients that are, you know, that have more complicated situations. So if you, if you have uh, equity compensation that you're, you're working through, um, or if, um, you know, for whatever reason you have a, a, an asset that's very concentrated, that's where you know we can help you work around that and uh, and build a portfolio that makes sense for you in a way that's maybe a little bit more tailored than a traditional like a robo advisor or even a, a advisory service is going to drop you into a standard model model portfolio. Yeah. 
that the especially the options or equity component is really really important maybe just talk about that for a second so we have a lot of founders that we work with who are you know on paper well first of all when they first come to us they're it's not on not very valuable on paper and then as the ones that are successful they start doing larger rounds and raising at higher valuations and all of a sudden like their stock like on paper they're worth like 10 20 million dollars something like that which is amazing how should those people be thinking about planning? Because I think there's a lot of stuff around QSBS and other kinds of things that on a personal financial level really, you know, you, like it can really pay off to work with someone like farther to do the planning. You'll just save so much money on taxes later if you do have an exit. I think that's the, the biggest component, right, is making sure that you're not paying more taxes than you need to. For founders, uh, that often there's early liquidity. That that way you can you know get access to a little bit beforehand. But that comes in a windfall uh, sort of situation, and how you allocate that windfall and um, you know to hopefully take advantage of long-term capital gains to hopefully allocate those funds to appropriate uh, appropriate accounts, including using donor advised funds to uh, you know to the extent that you're going to be charitable. Uh, mm. to reduce that tax burden in the in the event of a windfall. All of that is, and it's very particular to each individual situation, but, you know, we, we work with folks that are kind of going through these thought processes all the time. That makes total sense. If I'm a founder, should I be reaching out to Farther when I'm starting the company, when I'm when I'm starting to get like an inclination, this might be the big thing, or, or before... I'm picking an extreme example, but six months before an exit or something like that. Like, when's the right time to reach out and start getting advice? Kind of same sort of story. The earlier, the better. But like, let me give you an example. So if you, let's say you reached out before you even started your company, there's often a kind of a, a margin of safety that you want to build for yourself as a founder, especially if you're, you know, if you do have a family or other people who rely on you for income. So building that buffer uh, in those early uncertain first uh, first months and years, I think that's that's a part that we can help on and help uh, define how to do that. Then as you start the company, making sure that you're checking the, the most important box, which is you know getting your 83D election and uh, get those founder shares. Um, I was hoping you'd say that, because that is a huge issue. Like for those that don't know, you have this like once in a lifetime opportunity when you start a company to do an 83B filing, which you basically buy your stock ahead of time, even if you haven't invested at all, and you can lock in a really low stock price so all your all your appreciation at that point is capital gains, which is taxed at a lower rate than income. So it's really important. But you have a 30-day window. If you don't file in 30 days, you lose it. And so many, it's so painful. We have probably once a month someone emailing us asking about a 83B or they didn't do it or whatever. Your lawyer is supposed to tell you, but also your financial advisor is supposed to tell you to file the 83B. Yeah, so we, we can be a, a second check there for you. And then as, you know, again, as you kind of um, move forward, whether you're a founder or, or, you know, an early executive in the company or whatever it happens to be, there's, there's usually an opportunity to exercise your, share, your shares as you invest. And if you do that, then you're starting to take off the, the counter for long-term capital gains earlier. You're likely doing it at a, a lower risk of hitting your alternative minimum tax. Um, so, you know, working with a, a financial advisor and a CPA to help you manage that, I think is just, it, it can be very meaningful to you from a wealth generation perspective. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that And that's really good advice. So earlier, the better. Even, I hadn't really thought about this, but you're totally right. 
before you start a company, when you're starting to think about starting a company, building up that cash base. Cause like the unfortunate thing is a lot of founders end up taking below market salaries while they're building a company for at least for the first couple of years. And then, so you do need some of that cash base and you need a little extra in the bank account, especially if you're married or have kids or things like that, like life can surprise you. And so I think that's really good advice to just get professional advice as soon as possible, really. That, that's it. Just kind of like, um, you know, you, you want to do a, a physical every year, you know, just even a little checkup on that. Those sorts of things might be worth it. Yeah, that's a great point. And then when they are, when someone's a customer farther, like how, what's the cadence in like, you know, are they, are they logging into their farther account? Are they, are they having like a checkup call like that yearly physical with an advisor? Like how does, how does that advisory aspect of the business work? Yeah. So we, we think, you know, transparency and communication are probably the, the most important things here is, you know, at the end of the day, wealth management is a trust-based business, right? Like, so the more, uh, you know, more frequent that communication is or to the extent that you want it, the better. Um, so what we typically do is, so we have mobile apps, we have a web app. Uh, you can log on anytime. You can see kind of everything that uh, you should need to see constantly adding new features to that to, again, bring more uh, transparency to uh, to everything that we do. But from a an actual talking to a human perspective, what we try and do is every at least every quarter, uh, we'll just have a quick check in, see you know see how things are going, make sure everything remains on track. I'll let you know if you know, we see any, we notice anything uh, interesting in your accounts, that sort of thing. We also are a little bit different in the in the sense that we're constantly monitoring everything that goes on, uh, like collecting you know all sorts of data from your accounts so that we can surface an opportunity when we see it. For instance, oh, if, that's cool. If say we, you know, we see you open up, a, open up an account or just you know, start to save more or less. Uh, you know, that might be a good trigger for us to reach out and have a, com a conversation with you. It might be a change in, in your situation. So that's, you know, we're not limited to you know, some particular cadence. Uh, we we will be more proactive uh, when we see an opportunity today. That's cool though, like the smart diagnostics of knowing like, oh, Scott, Scott set up another account over here, better get that one in the mix and make sure it's like taking advantage of the deposit waterfall that you talked about earlier and things like that, making sure it's, it's or let's have a conversation with Scott that might be like a slush fund account that he might <laughs> not actually need to do and may, you know, maybe teach, about the power of compounding and getting that money in the market instead of having a slush fund just sitting there, that kind of stuff, right? There you go. And and of course you can link all of your other accounts, you know, from from bank accounts uh, and other investment accounts. So we can uh, we can incorporate all of that in, into our thinking and how we, you know, what advice we do provide. I love it, I love it. Can you talk about the mobile app for a second? Cause I think that's really one of the big differences, even just the last, year or two like you talked about some of the other like savings apps like acorn and things like that but you know what functionality do you have in your mobile app and and maybe talk about some of the the mindset that went into developing it and why you thought it was so important yeah so i think just kind of looking at how especially the kind of 25 to 40 year old generation interacts with um you know, with pretty much every aspect of technology is mobile. For yeah. So we knew from the get-go that having a, a robust mobile app was going to be really important. Um, so our mobile app can do just about everything that our web app uh, can. It's uh, you can you can sign up, you can um, kind of manage your accounts, you can change the the allocations in your portfolio. Uh, you can have a you can uh, schedule a meeting with your advisor or even chat uh, directly in the mobile app. So all of those things we just wanted to be 
native uh, to you know to that experience. Um, there are some things that make a little bit more sense uh, on the on the desktop uh, that don't translate quite as well to to mobile. So some of the tools that we built out, you know, like the rent versus buy calculators and you know financial help questionnaire checklist, that sort of thing, those make more sense to live in uh, in the web app experience. But you know we're 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 very conscious on trying to deliver as much value as we can in the mobile interface without making yeah. it overwhelming. Yeah. But and I didn't realize you had like the rent versus buy and things like that. Like like tools for key decisions and life points. I think that's a really I was just talking to one of the cruise team members yesterday who just bought a house and I was very proud of him and happy for him. And it was like we walked through the math on everything and it was like so it was like great. And he had clearly done his homework and knew exactly what he was getting into, but also getting back to that like wealth accumulation phase of his life, like that's, or asset accumulation. Like that's, that's what he was doing. He was, he's a young, he's a younger cruise team member and scrimped and saved and bought a house. And now he's got like that compounding working for him in the, in the housing market, which is really cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We, we try and build tools that are yeah, built around decisions that you would make. So yeah. That's than, smart. You know, just kind of a uh, insane detail about the, you know, investment allocations that you have or, or, you know, things like that. We want them to be useful um, and, and something that you can drive to a decision on. So that's really, really smart. I love it. Well, I'm a huge fan. Like I, I can see where this is going. And I also can see, like, I, I think I'm really excited for you personally, because I just think this is a huge market opportunity. And, and you're, you're kind of like, I think a lot of, a lot of people might look at this market and say like, oh, that's a service-based market. That's too scary or service-based businesses are too hard. You know, but I, I give you, so I give you a lot of credit for jumping into this, but like, I think you're going to find that just, it gets easier and easier to automate stuff and make these incredible advisors you have more scalable and, and spread. I got to believe that the advisors really appreciate, you know, like they're probably, there's like obviously a financial benefit to working, but also a lot of them probably do it because they want to help people and make people make better, help people make better decisions. Is there like this affirmation they're getting? working with farther instead of like the Goldman Sachs version where they're like touching so many more people's lives? Yeah. So I, I think um, when I think about some of the advisors that we brought on more recently, they had the option of going to storied um, investment management houses and things. Yeah. Uh, and they chose farther mostly because we're, you know, they view us as kind of the future. Um, yeah. A lot of those, you know, those incumbents, they're built on legacy technology, legacy processes that make it really hard to deliver the same level of service at you know the scale that we can, and that's yeah. where that's where I think the um, the industry is is kind of going. You're you're going to see increasing automation that's going to be become more and more commoditized. So how you balance that human connection with the automation that you that you can provide that's where you're you're really going to drive value and wealth management going forward i love it i love let's that's a great like that's that's amazing that's the investment thesis for some venture capital firm the first paragraph of their uh investment memo into farther so <laughs> well taylor it's been awesome getting to know you and maybe you could just tell everyone how to reach out to you how to reach out the farther, how to sign up. Is it maybe the mobile app or through the website? What, what should people do who are interested? Sure. So as far as signing up goes, uh, farther.com is, is where you can get a little bit more information. You can sign up there uh, either on uh, on web or mobile uh, and or download from the app store. And as far as reaching out to me, uh, you can you can find, uh, find me at taylor at farther.com. Always happy to have a conversation. Awesome. Congrats. I'm excited to see what the future brings. Just keep going. We should also mention Taylor had a new addition to his family. So he's doing this 
interview on very little sleep right now. It's amazing. You so you're, can't see the bags under my eyes. So that's- I can't, the audience can't see, but I can. But congratulations on your your new addition. Very happy for you and your wife, and uh, and excited to see what happens with Farther in the future. Appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for having me. Bye. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise founders and friends. It's cruise consulting. Founders and friends with your host Scotty Old.